This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. Uh, I'm ready whenever you guys are. I mean, I'm just muttering to myself, and, you know, people love it when I mutter, so we can, <laughs> we can put that on the feed. I don't care. So have an all-mutter show. That's, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. And Juan Carlos is all right. Fine. <laughs> to enunciate. The heck with me, the heck with you. Hey, everybody. I'm Kyle Rosdahl. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. And I'm Amy Scott, in for Kimberly Adams. Thanks for joining us. It's a Monday, so first we're going to dive into some news of the day, also known as the News Fix. Then we'll talk about a story or two that made us smile. Okay. All right. Let's do it, shall okay. we? Okay. Let's. You want to go first? You want to go first? Oh, I'll go first. We have a little we have a little Comrex lag here. That's all right. You know, we're doing a little sausage mm. making. We're doing radio and podcasting with, with a tin can and strings. Uh, I will go first. <laughs> um, and I will say this at the outset of my news. I'm, I promise I will not do every twist and turn in the debt limit debate. It's going to be with us until June, maybe July, depending on how much financial shenanigans Janet Yellen can do. And so we will not cover every twist and turn. But... It is relevant to point out that over the weekend, the Secretary of the Treasury, who, oh, by the way, also used to be the uh, chair of the Federal Reserve uh, Board of Governors, kind of dropped the hammer on one of the proposed solutions to the debt limit. So let me back up for a second. We have hit, as everybody who listens to Marketplace knows, and any kind of public radio or reads the newspaper, we have hit the debt limit, right? We are no longer allowed to borrow money. It's $31.4 trillion. That's how indebted we are. And by congressional statute, um, we are not allowed to borrow any more money. So Janet Yellen is moving, literally moving money around in accounts to get us some headroom to find a solution to this political problem engendered by the Republican Party of the United States wanting to use the national debt and the full faith and credit of the United States as a policy leverage device. So now... There are some things that um, uh, the president can do to take care of this challenge. None of them are really legal. Some of them are perhaps extra constitutional, and it would be really a problem, right? One of them would be to prioritize payments, that is, only pay some bills. The catch is you're not really allowed to do that as president. You have to actually spend money the way Congress tells you you have to spend money. Uh, another way to do it would be to say, hey, the 14th Amendment says the full faith and credit of the United States should not be questioned, and so I have to pay these bills, so the heck with you, Congress. Or, and this is my personal favorite, <laughs> the Secretary of the Treasury could mint a trillion-dollar platinum coin, deposit that at the Federal Reserve, and use that money in our account to pay our bills. It's more complicated than that, but that's the nuts and bolts. Anyway, I give you that setup as a way to get to the news item, which is this. And remember, Janet Yellen used to chair the Fed. Here's the quote she gave to the Wall Street Journal um, on Sunday. Uh, as she was uh, traveling around Africa. Quote, it truly is not by any means to be taken as a given that the Fed would do it, that is to say, accept the coin, and I think especially with something that's a gimmick. So we can have the is it a gimmick or not debate, is it extra constitutional or not debate. We can do all of those things later. But Janet Yellen pretty much just pounded into the sand the whole mint the coin thing. We'll see. We'll see. Darn. She, yeah, I tell to me about see it. it. I wanted to go to I, Denver I go, and uh, watch that's, them that's, that's right. It. That's right. That's right. Look, here's the deal. Jenny Yellen and Jay uh, Powell, the chair of the Fed now, uh, they have lunch once a week. And so they have absolutely talked about this issue. They have absolutely mm. talked about what to do about it. 
And so the fact that Yellen's coming out and saying, I don't know, it's kind of gimmicky, does not bode well for Jay Powell and the Fed saying, sure, give us your trillion dollar coin. So no quick fix. No, there is no quick fix. There is no quick wah, fix. Wah. Yeah. So there you go. That's my news item. What do you got? All right. So on Friday, Matt talked about Google's worries about the threat of chat GPT mm-hmm. and the artificial intelligence, uh, mm-hmm. how the artificial intelligence program could pose a threat to its search engine. And it's funny because he mentioned that one of the reasons is because Microsoft is an investor in OpenAI, which yes. is the startup that owns ChatGPT. Yes. Um, well, today we found out Microsoft is making an even bigger investment, billions of dollars mm-hmm. over multiple years mm-hmm. in OpenAI. Could be as much as $10 billion, according to the Wall Street Journal, though I don't think the number has been confirmed yet. Um, so that's just mm-hmm. interesting, a development in the, in the mm-hmm. AI wars in mm-hmm. tech. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then the other one I wanted to talk about is uh, totally unrelated. It's okay. about the energy transition um, away from fossil fuels toward renewable sources like wind and solar. We know that transition's not going to be easy, but one challenge that's been revealing itself, according to a Bloomberg story, is that the giant steel wind turbines, you know, that are hundreds of feet tall and are dotting mm-hmm. countryside all over America and Europe, um, have been collapsing. And just last week, this happened in Wisconsin at a wind farm. No one was hurt, thank goodness. But these things are just buckling. Um, And, you know, they're hundreds of feet tall. Mm -hmm. So it's super scary when that happens. And I guess this has been happening in large part because of this rush to add production lines for bigger and bigger turbines that can produce more power, you know, to meet our climate Hmm. goals, which is really important. But apparently there are more problems sooner in the life cycle than you would expect. Um, Hmm. And that's just scary. And it, it, you know, doesn't bode well for reaching those climate goals. Apparently there's enough worry about this that um, analysts are worried it could slow down investment and also potentially raise insurance costs for for building these things. Oh, that's definitely not great. That's definitely not great. Yeah, you forget how huge these things are. We drove out to Palm Desert over the holidays, and there's a bunch mm. there in that pass out to Palm Desert. It's crazy yeah. how big those things are, and the blades are ginormous. Yeah, wild. Just yeah, wild. and it also sort of raises the question about the waste. Like, what are we going to do with all these things when they do mm-hmm. outlive their mm-hmm. useful mm-hmm. life? For sure. Just, you know, thousands, millions sure. of these giant hunks of steel. Yeah, totally. All right, one Carlos. Let's go. All right. Speaking of climate change and things happening and this planet, here's one uh, from Vice that um, kind of stopped me in my tracks. And it's, uh, yeah, it's today, actually. Here's the headline from Motherboard. Earth's core has stopped and may be reversing direction. Now, before you think, wait, wasn't that some apocalyptic science fiction movie like eight or ten years ago? Yes, it was. <laughs> but we do not need to nuke the center of the Earth. Okay? That's that. That's Yet. the thing you got to know. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. So there's a study out uh, from Beida, Peking University's Sinoprobe Lab at their School of Earth and Space Sciences. They have made, quote, surprising observations that indicate the inner core has nearly ceased its rotation in the recent decade and may be experiencing a turning back in a multi-decade oscillation with another turning point (laughs) in the early 1970s. So apparently this happens a lot. The Earth's core changes directions a lot. Um, just kind of freaked me out a little bit when I read that headline. That's all. 
kind that of made me go so whoa. That is so wild. Isn't and wild? the story crazy? I read about it, I can't remember the source, was like, don't worry, we're not, it's not like end times we're talking about here. But it is a little weird that there's this mysterious thing happening in the center of our planet <laughs> that we Come don't yet on. fully understand. I know, right? That's the thing. There's this molten ball of like iron, I guess it is, and we don't quite get it yet. Okay. Yeah. It's anyway. pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So I've got a soccer one because Thank you. honestly, I was having trouble coming up with anything to smile <laughs> about today. Um, so this is from yesterday. Uh, so we're big fans of Erling Holland, who mm-hmm. is the striking Viking, the 22 yes, year old is. Norwegian player on Manchester City. He's just a phenomenon. Crazy. And yesterday, I just said to my daughter, like, he hasn't scored a hat trick in a while, <laughs> which if you're not a fan, that's three goals in a match. So yesterday, Holland scored his third, or sorry, his fourth Four hat trick yeah. of the season, uh, which was cool. They're, the record is only five. Um, he was playing, they were playing against Wolverhampton. And a little more than halfway into the season, he scored 25 total goals in 19 he's, games, he's which is two good. more than last year's total for the entire Premier League yeah. season. Yeah. He's six foot four. He just kind of lumbers around and then always seems to be in the right place with his head at the right time. That's it's just it's super fun exactly. to watch. I, Look I, I will say uh, that one of those was on a PK, and I don't think PK should count toward individual goal <laughs> I just, I don't think I so. know, but it was a beautiful PK. Well, yes, but still, I mean, come on. I wonder, just... I don't know how many of them have been PKs. I'll come back to you with that. All right. It's uh, a noble fact. We we'll, can see we'll, how, he, we'll, how he fares. We'll do a little update tomorrow. All right. We're 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 done for today. We're going out on the soccer note. Tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. So, look, we're going to touch uh, on the gas stove debate only a little bit, but we're going to talk about how yeah. climate change became a part of the culture wars in this country because, uh, number one, it has, and number two, oh, my God, are you kidding? Um, <laughs> and, and we're going to talk about that a little while. Yeah, and it, it's interesting because it hasn't always been that way. Right. right. Uh, in the meantime, if you've got a comment, suggestion, or a question you want us to answer, you can leave us a voicemail. We're at 508-827-6278 or 508-UB-SMART. You can also write us at makemesmart at marketplace.org. Make Me Smart, which is the podcast you are listening to right now, is produced by Courtney Bergsicker. Today's program was engineered by Juan Carlos Torado on the other side of the glass for me over there. From me, rather. Ellen Rolfes writes our newsletter, and our intern is Antonio Barreras. Marissa Cabrera is our acting senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. Perfect timing on those credits. Perfect timing. Thank you. Trained Thank you. audio professional.